0: Hi, I'm Frank Ferris, one of the principals of the Palliative Care Interdisciplinary Curriculum. I want to personally thank you for joining us for this module in our series for patients, families, and caregivers.
1: Hi, my name is Sydney Howard. I oversee the education programs for palliative and hospice medicine at Ohio Health. Since learning the specifics about palliative and hospice medicine, I want to share the importance and value of them with you. To begin, what is health? Many would say that health is being free from illness. I want to push you to think deeper. Isn't health being able to do the things you want to do? To be able to eat well, sleep well, and be as free from pain as possible, maintaining function to do the things you value and enjoy? What is healthcare? You may think of healthcare as your primary care physician, your insurance coverage, or the hospital you visited for your last procedure, and all of these are parts of healthcare. If we think about how we define health, isn't healthcare all the people and resources needed to ensure that we achieve our personal goals of functioning well, physically, mentally, and emotionally. During this talk, I plan to define palliative and hospice care, explaining when you or your loved one might be appropriate for either. I will clarify what palliative and hospice medicine is, and is not, I will use a real life case example to illustrate these services and the impact they can have on patients and their families. And at the conclusion of this talk, I hope that you will have greater clarity on how palliative and hospice care can benefit you and your family members, empowering you to advocate for your best care. now i'm sure you're wondering why talk about palliative and hospice care i am here to convince you that it's important to plan for your whole life even the uncomfortable and unpleasant parts the reality of life is that most of us are going to experience a chronic life-limiting or catastrophic illness over the course of our lifetime and it's important to plan and prepare both ourselves and our family. And the great news is, Palliative and Hospice Care are specialized healthcare teams designed to help assist both patients and their families with achieving best possible function even in the face of a chronic or life-limiting illness. Can you imagine? This could be you, home from an amazing vacation, and in the next life is changed forever. Traditionally, with the cancer diagnosis, especially in a young woman like Marin with young children, aggressive treatments are pursued. Let's hear about their treatment journey. There we did, we went, we got
2: transferred that evening um, and she had a total hysterectomy and a debulking, um, diverting ostomy, Um, and they put in a peritoneal port for forthcoming chemotherapy. Our life changed forever. At the time we had two boys um, about four and two and a half years old. Um, It was a long journey, um, two years and one day from diagnosis till death. She had a very transient period of remission um, at about the one year mark uh, and then recurred really rapidly. We. Went everywhere. We went to MD Anderson, Hopkins, and Mayo. Um, I found it to be my mission on earth to ensure that she got nothing but the best care and that we were doing everything right. And, and the interesting thing is, every time we went somewhere or spoke with someone, they said, you're at the James, the Guinan group there is the best in the country. We agree with everything they've done without, without fail. That, that was the response we got. So that was incredibly reassuring.
1: So, you heard about their journey pursuing a variety of treatments for Marin's cancer. Now, let's hear from Paul Bean as he describes why earlier palliative care intervention would have been beneficial to Marin and their family.
2: I, I, I'm a believer. I, I mean, the. the, the... Recognition that hospice and palliation needs to come in sooner than later is is so important for you guys to understand. And I knew not, as an ER doctor, you know, we don't do hospice. You know, we save everyone. Little old grandma comes in, 98 years old, I, and no known cone status. I, you know, we, we tube her and we send her up to the unit, and they probably withdraw care later that day. But that's not how we that's not how we as emergency clinicians think. So I think differently now. Um, I talk about this with patients in the ER, you know, before I tube you, I want you to know, you know, your, your chance of coming off the vent is, is this, you know, you're going to get these complications, you're going to get pneumonia, you're going to get sepsis, you're, you know, your grandma was anoxic for a really long time. So I, I'm, a, I, I'm a, a totally different individual and, and clinician as well.
1: So, you can hear Paul say that even as a clinician, he wasn't completely familiar with palliative care. So what is palliative care? In the United States, palliative care is a consult service in the hospital or at home. The palliative care team provides pain and symptom management for chronic or life-limiting illnesses. These services can be provided at any age or stage of any illness. Therefore, it is important to know that receiving a palliative care consult is not a signal of impending death. In contrast, hospice is enhanced palliative care. It's only available to patients nearing the end of their life. Hospice care can be received at home, in the hospital, long-term care, or nursing facility. Let's discuss palliative care further. To define it, Palliative care are therapies that aim to prevent and relieve suffering and improve the quality of living and dying. Now as you can see in this diagram, palliative care are focused on eight domains of care, including disease management, physical symptoms, psychological concerns such as anxiety and depression, other emotional concerns, social dynamics, end of life management, practical concerns, and spiritual care. The palliative care team will work with your current healthcare team to create a holistic approach to help you achieve your goals. Now while cancer will impact many of us over the course of our lives, I wanna illustrate how palliative care can assist with any chronic condition. Cynthia is a 42 year old female. She was diagnosed with lupus eight years ago. Lupus is a chronic inflammatory autoimmune disease that can impact any system in the body. For Cynthia, it started by causing early onset rheumatoid arthritis, which has been chronically painful. She now, has irritable bowel syndrome that has caused a swollen colon that caused prolonged periods of extreme constipation and pain. Due to both issues, Cynthia has frequent periods where she's in severe pain, bedridden, and even hospitalized. It is a chronic disease which will impact Cynthia for the rest of her life. And as you can see, she has been living with lupus for eight years. And still on most days, she's high functioning and does not have a terminal prognosis. Normally, Cynthia would see her rheumatologist for her arthritis and her gastroenterologist for her colon problems. She has recently been referred to a palliative physician. I want you to think about What services might the palliative physician be able to offer? Now based on those eight domains of care we touched on earlier, the palliative care physician can review Cynthia's entire medical history and all of her current medications, working with her rheumatologist and gastroenterologist to treat and relieve her current pain and non-pain symptoms and try to prevent new issues from occurring. In addition to a physician, the palliative interdisciplinary team is comprised of APPs, nurses, pharmacists, social workers, and chaplains who will meet with Cynthia to discuss her personal goals for her daily function and create a treatment and supportive services plan to help her best meet those goals. It really is all about meeting you where you are devising a plan based on your wants, needs, and desires, while being honest with you about your current disease status and progression. Palliative care is a holistic approach to treating and managing a patient's condition physically, mentally, and emotionally. Now, let's switch our focus and discuss hospice. Let's revisit Paul and Maren. Maren's cancer has progressed, and she has decided that she's finished with curative treatment and would like to seek hospice care.
2: You're painting this stark sort of before-after picture. You told a story of disease treatment until your wife said, I can't do this anymore. Shift to hospice care, admit for symptom control to Kobacker House and then it the way you're describing it it was different than what you expected and part of that was medical treatment that you didn't know about made a difference but there were other pieces there too that were different. There were other pieces uh, not just from Aaron. For myself there were pre brevement resources which were amazing and I certainly took advantage of and continue to take advantage of there were resources for my children Uh, we had a great hospice nurse uh, Amber You'll, you'll meet her she's great and she would just sit at the kitchen table and color with my children. I mean, you, you didn't get that lovey-dovey feeling at the James. And I, this is by no means a knock on the James, but it just wasn't in the cards to think about palliation or, or hospice for my wife. She was, you know, this is what we're going to do. We were on a bunch of trials, and if that doesn't work, we have plan B, plan C, plan D, and it was all medical therapies. So the the... The approach is so much different, and Maren, these are her words, not mine, Maren felt emancipated while she was on the service. She felt liberated and free, and she was able to do things, and things that she wasn't able to do for the prior 20 months. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's discuss hospice in the United States. To define it, it's enhanced palliative care for patients with advanced illnesses who are approaching the end of their lives and support for their families during the illness process and through bereavement. In the United States, hospice is an insurance benefit started under Medicare and Medicaid and is now provided by many commercial insurance plans as well. If you're on a commercial plan, you should ask about it early so you know what benefits are available to you. In Marin's case, She was a young woman in her forties that had commercial insurance to cover all of her hospice care. To qualify for hospice care, your physician needs to estimate that you have a prognosis of six months or less to live. This basically means that if your disease ran its normal course, your physician would not be surprised if you died in the next six months. However, with early access to hospice and effective management of your symptoms, you may actually live longer than initially expected and still be eligible for ongoing hospice services. As a non-clinician, I am here to help you think through the ways you may or may not want to utilize hospice services. I will not dive deeper into clinical prognosis or determination for hospice services. Please ask your physician for more information and feel free to watch our video on certification of terminal illness. There are different levels of care you can receive through hospice. Routine care, received in your home, nursing home or long-term care facility. General inpatient care, meaning you can still receive hospice care if you are admitted to the hospital for acute symptom management. Respite care is a special service through the Medicare hospice benefit that provides a maximum of five days per month inpatient stay in a hospice facility to provide a break for your caregivers. Continuous care is a heightened level of care that may be provided when patient's symptoms change or their illness advances. In our patient Marin Bean's case, you see that she received care in the inpatient setting and then transitioned to care in her home. All the services listed here are available while on hospice care. An interdisciplinary team, including physicians, nurses, medical and spiritual therapists. 24-hour triage, meaning there is someone there to assist you all hours day or night by phone or in your home if needed. Medications, equipment and supplies delivered directly to you. Volunteers to provide support for you and your family and bereavement support for your loved ones for at least 13 months after you die. You could hear from Paul how beneficial the bereavement support was for him and his young children. If you die in the hospital or at home without hospice care, your family does not receive bereavement support. And if all these services weren't enough, you can also receive consultations with physical therapy, occupational, speech and dietary therapists, as well as home health aides. 100% of the costs associated with your hospice diagnosis are covered. Let me illustrate this with an example. If a patient has lung cancer and diabetes, the patient was admitted to hospice for their lung cancer diagnosis. All treatment and supplies for their lung cancer will be fully covered. The patient may still have to pay, based on their insurance coverage, For treatment and supplies related to their diabetes. So it is important to ask your hospice providers what will and will not be covered. Now let's revisit Paul Bean as he discusses the impact hospice care had on Marin and their family.
2: What happened? to my wife is the worst possible thing. No one in this room should even come close to remotely having to endure it. But but you, you have two paths that you can go down. And it's one, it's binary. It's one or the other. You can crawl under a hole and be sad forever, or you can, you know, life is for a living. I, I mean, I miss my wife terribly every day, and the saddest part of this is, you know, my boys are growing up motherless. That's the worst part about it. But I, I will tell you, Maren was emancipated. I mean, she, she, and it was all because of you. Uh, Sincerely. And if if there's any message for you guys who are going to do the same thing as Dr. Hudak, it's do the same thing. I mean, Maren died and she was ready to die. And it was, and it was a beautiful thing. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, her life was horrible. I mean, she couldn't be a mom, which is what was the best thing that, you know, that's why she was on this earth. So, We're all doing great because of our experience here for three months. It was just such a drop in the bucket, three months out of 24 months, but it was the most profound and liberating for Marin, undoubtedly.
1: I hope that I have been able to impart to you the following. We will all experience a serious health crisis for ourselves or a loved one. Knowing this, it is important to prepare both yourself and your family. Ask for these services early so you have the best possible experience. Live for as long as possible and die well. I would like to share with you reflection projects from Patricia Capone, an Ohio University medical student, and Kirsten Joseph, a doctor's hospital internal medicine resident. Their projects perfectly illustrate how palliative and hospice care Enhance our personal stories.
0: And now the end is near, and so I face
1: the final
0: curtain, my friend. case of which which I'm certain. I I lead a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway, but more, much more than I did what what I had had to to do And so <laughs> right. Yeah. Very good. You're amazing.
1: You were very good. You were. <laughs> so I believe these words are the perfect end note. We spend a good part of our lives making plans to live, but relatively little time making plans to die. As inevitable as both experiences may be. We can look at the support and expertise of caring professionals who do their exceptional work every day. I hope you will take these words to heart and ask for palliative and hospice care whenever you or a loved one need it.
0: Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you'll rate and review this podcast and share it with your colleagues and your friends. So you don't miss any of our new content. Make sure you are subscribing to PCIC podcasts. PCIC is sponsored by PALMED, where our aim is to advance palliative care globally and ensure all clinicians have the latest knowledge and skill. To access more PCIC content, please visit palmed.us to review our extensive open access PCIC
2: Curriculum.